What if you could further gender equality and your financial goals? Well, Index IQ now offers a Gender Equality Exchange Traded Fund, or ETF, that looks to do both. Created in alignment with the nonprofit Girls Who Code, the IQ and Gender Equality ETF, ticker EQUL or Equal, seeks to benefit both your portfolio's potential and our world. It's part of IQ Dual Impact ETFs and their mission to do more. Make an impact. Visit EQULETF.com. Refer to the episode show notes for important information about the fund and read the prospectus carefully before investing. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about visionaries. Today, we're focusing on a woman who practiced art for more than 80 years, becoming a role model for Black artists in America and championing African-American art around the world. Let's talk about Lois Maylou Jones. Lois was born in Boston in 1905 to middle-class parents Carolyn and Thomas Freeland Jones. From a very young age, Lois loved color and drawing. Her parents encouraged her to pursue her creative talents and bought her watercolor paints and colored pencils. Lois attended the High School of Practical Arts in Boston. In the afternoons, after class, she would walk down to the Museum of Fine Arts for drawing classes. Growing up, Lois's family spent summers on Martha's Vineyard, where she was able to meet a variety of influential artists. One who had become particularly important in her life was sculptor Mita Vo Warwick Fuller. Martha's Vineyard was also where Lois had her first solo show at the age of 17. In 1928, Lois graduated from the Boston Museum School of Fine Arts with a degree in textile design. She worked for a while as a textile designer and then began teaching, first in North Carolina and then at Howard University. But Lois realized that in order to really make a name for herself in the art world, she needed to paint. But it wouldn't be easy. Mita Vo Warwick Fuller and a number of other artists Lois knew told her she would never get recognized for her talent in the U.S. as a Black artist. France was the place to be. So she took a sabbatical from Howard University and went to Paris in 1937, where she studied art at the Académie Julienne. She would later say that France gave her stability and the assurance that I was talented and that I should have a successful career. That sense of freedom and people not uh, isolating you because of your color, it was your talent that counted. In 1938, Lois would make one of her best-known paintings, Les Fetiches. It's a dark, geometric painting featuring overlapping masks from different African tribes. While she was studying in Paris, her teachers questioned Lois's use of African themes. Lois had an answer for that. If artists like Matisse and Picasso could use them, why shouldn't she? Lois traveled throughout the world, painting and studying, in Italy, Haiti, and throughout Africa. Upon returning to the United States, she was back in the depths of racism and prejudice. Lois was making artistic strides, yet still, she faced barriers to getting her work shown. It became such an issue that she would ship her art to museum and crates rather than delivering anything in person. That way, she wouldn't get shut down just because she was a black woman. And so I decided to put my work in crates and ship them 
they all made the shows. And I would uh, go to the openings and uh, see my work hung and feel happy about it. In 1941, Lois received an award from the Corcoran Gallery, and she used a similar tactic. She sent a white friend to submit the entry and claim the prize. Lois worried the award would be rescinded if they found out the artist was black. After all, she'd been told that very thing had happened for an award she was nominated for previously. Eventually, museums and galleries around the world enthusiastically exhibited Lois's work on its own merit because it was painted by Lois Maylou Jones. In 1980, President Jimmy Carter presented Lois with an award of Outstanding Achievement in the Arts. When Lois was 84 years old, the world of Lois Maylou Jones, a sweeping retrospective exhibition, opened at Meridian House International in D.C. Throughout it all, Lois kept teaching and she kept painting. On June 9, 1998, Lois died in Washington, D.C., Today, you can see her work around the world, rightfully hanging among the greats. All month, we're talking about artistic visionaries. For more information and pictures of some of the work we're talking about, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. And special thanks to Alessandra Tejeda, who curated this month's theme. Talk to you tomorrow. team, it's Jenny. I have a quick request. We love the Womanica community, and we're eager to get to know you better. That's why we created a short listener survey to learn more about you and what you want to hear on the show. Check out wondermedianetwork.com survey to share your thoughts and be entered to win brand new Wonder Media Network swag. That's wondermedianetwork.com survey. It's quick, I promise. You can also find the link in the episode notes. Thank you so much for taking the time.